Hello, and welcome to Terrifying Robot Dog. I'm Jonathan Stark. And I'm Kelly Shaver. And we're here to talk about how technology is changing the way we interact with the world. This week, China mapping faces from DNA. What? Can't do that. Is that possible? Please stay tuned. Terrifying Robot Dog is next. Welcome back. Yeah, we've been gone for what feels like forever. Yeah. Lots of things going on. Yeah. Black belt testing and... You're black belt testing too? No, no, no. I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm pair programming uh, <laughs> like yeah. crazy these days. That's fun. And yeah, but no, but you, um, congratulations. Thank you very much. Black belt number 170 from Rocky Silva's American Karate. Nice. Nice. That's mm-hmm. a, that's a good, nice round number. Yes. I dig that's it. it. Easy yeah. to remember. It does. Yes. And tomorrow, so we're recording this on Wednesday, December 4th, I think. Mm-hmm. And we'll tech, oh, in four minutes, it'll be the 5th. And we have a uh, graduation tomorrow night. So the nice. last couple of days, I've been rehearsing my performance. Mm. So if you're in the, in the Providence, Rhode Island area, and you want to see my sweet karate moves. Did you get somebody to get a video of that? I believe there will be quite a few smartphones in the audience that will be doing nice. that sort of thing. So. Hashtag R-S-A-K on Instagram. I'm sure you'll find it all. Nice. Yeah, very exciting. It's a total bucket list item. Only 35 years in the making. Nice. Well, hey, you got there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's great. Love it. Yeah. And uh, do you have a good Thanksgiving? Yes. We hosted again this year after one mm-hmm. year off. We've been doing it for, I guess this is the 14th year, but we missed last year for family reasons. And we got a, uh, a good turnout. Everybody seemed to appreciate it after a year off. They're like, you know, that was kind of good, actually. Let's do that <laughs> good again. Good to be back. Yeah, and it was, uh, it was cool. It was surpri- I said to Erica a couple of times, I'm like, I know you're going to think I'm crazy, but this seems easier than usual, even though we're sort of out of practice. Mm-hmm. And she agreed, you're crazy. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but it really was. Like, the kids are a little older. We only have one dog now. We didn't have to move any furniture, any major furniture out of the house, which we've had to do before. Yeah. And it actually was quite a bit easier. And, and you get all the, like this awesome social credit for it where everyone's like, wow, we can't believe you went to so much trouble. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you're the fools that got to drive home. I'm just going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> you can have alcohol if you want. You don't have to drive. Yeah. We're just like frying turkeys at the Turkey Derrick in the garage, having beers, yeah. hanging out. It was gorgeous weather, you know, like good, good fall weather, like gray, windy, mm-hmm. just like you want it, not raining. Like a perfect fall day for Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was very Norman Rockwell. Yeah, it was good. What about you guys? Uh, it was pretty good. Um, nothing, nothing that big or that fancy, <laughs> but we had the family over. Um, yeah, turkey was had, much, much, many pies were enjoyed. Um, yeah. And then the next day we actually went up to Cincinnati and spent some time with friends and stayed with them for a couple of days. Came back oh, cool. on Sunday. Whoa. Had a lazy day, uh, all staying in our pajamas and yeah, <laughs> it was good. I've still got ready that. to kick off Christmas now. Yeah. Yeah. It's a short, short time, uh, time window between Thanksgiving and Christmas is here. So yeah, we got all our Christmas tree and all that all that fun stuff up on Saturday. Yeah, we decorated. Um, I guess we did decorate Sunday. Yeah. Any fancy decoration gadgets? No, no, I didn't even, I'm not even using the tree plug, smart plug for the tree this year. <laughs> uh, oh. You know what? Actually, we aren't either. We have a foot pedal one, which is, is pretty nice. Oh, nice, nice. I, I decided that like the lights are all LEDs. They don't get warm. It can just stay on. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was, I was staring at them last night and I'm thinking, do I need to shut these off anymore? Or is that just an old, like an old yeah, habit like that I have? From the old incandescent bulbs and the right. live trees. Right. Real trees. Yeah. But I do. Like, we have an, we have an artificial tree and the LED lights that don't even get warm. So. Right. And then. I, yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like, I think I can just leave these on. Yeah. Um, but I did, it, it, that just did occur to me talking about hue bulbs that I came up with a killer April Fool's joke for people to have hue bulbs. Oh. It, like nerds who, who like April Fool's jokes and have hue, bu- hue bulbs. Okay, do tell. I S- fall into all of these categories. <laughs> so, you know, we, uh, it's pretty common. For, Erica and I both really enjoy rearranging the house 
like two or three times a year. Not like not, not like every other month, but a couple times a year, maybe three times a year. Kind of like gives the place a different feel, different flow. Mm-hmm. It feels seasonal. Yeah, about once a year, I redecorate my office for the same reason. Right. It just like makes it feel fresh. It makes it feel like a new house. It's like uh, there's something fun about it. And she's good at she's good at it, and I can lift heavy things, so it's a good match. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but one of the things that happened was there was a, a mass rearrangement of lamps. So, okay. So now, <laughs> when you say she who must not be named, turn off Chick Fil lights or living room lights or dining room lights, a random assortment of lights turns off. So kind of redo all the groups. Right. And so it occurred, or you could unscrew the bulbs and move them around. So it occurred and move to the me. the bulbs around, yeah, that's probably easier. A hilarious thing to do would be early in the morning before your nerdy spouse wakes up, be unscrew mm-hmm. all of the hue bulbs, mix them up into a basket, and then just randomly put them all over the place. <laughs> it will drive the other person crazy. It's like, you'll just be like, because you, you won't, even though we, even though I knew we rearranged everything, I'm like, why? Is that light not going off <laughs> in the living room? What is going on? And then finally, Eric was like, that's the lamp from Chick-fil-A. And I was like, no. Oh. I personally moved it there and didn't even occur to me <laughs> that, like, get on it, AI. Figure out what I mean. Yeah, well, I don't think this will work for me, sadly. Oh, no. I only have about half a dozen hue bulbs, and all but two of them are on, on in fixtures on the ceiling. Um, and they're probably all in the same group. Yeah. Well, no, there's two different groups. There's there's um, the kiddos' room, and then there's my office. But mm. um, we have really high ceilings, and I don't think I care that much. Mm. Oh well, maybe Richard will listen to this episode. Uh, maybe. maybe. <laughs> yeah, we have probably. I mean, we have a, one chandelier that has twelve. So. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I could virtually do it and just go into the app and change all the groups around and stuff. That would work too. Moving bulbs, but that but, would be a pain. Yeah, there's something there's something low tech that I love about just unscrewing the bulbs and shuffling them. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, uh, anyway, you grab bag. Exactly. It feels like there's a party game that could be made out of this somehow. <laughs> I don't know. Like spin the bottle, hue bulb edition, some mm. some kind of truth or dare thing. Bulbs R- against humanity. Russian roulette. Uh, anyway, I'm picking up a lot of noise on your mic. Uh, I'm sitting in a weird way, so I'm going to stop okay. doing the way I was sitting. Right. You're a little scratchy, so. Yeah, my yeah, I won't bother what... explaining. It was <laughs> I've got the handheld <laughs> tonight, and I was like thinking okay. if I kept my elbows on the counter, it would make less noise but i think it was making more i think it was making more this this is better ah good well sorry dear listener uh but that's a good that's a good uh sit not segue but maybe <laughs> so, so a, say it's really not it's a good segue really a at terrible all terrible segue <laughs> but uh maybe a good uh flag line that we should just sand. switch gears that we should just switch yeah. gears because we've been talking about christmas for 10 minutes <laughs> and april fools for some reason <laughs> Uh, so we, we both independently came up with two articles that are, they're not, they're not, they see, they're like weirdly connected. They're not directly connected, but they're just sort of in the same category of yeah. spooky. Well, mine was not an article. It was just a website that renders a picture. Sure. Random pictures, but yeah. Yeah. Let's start there. Cause I feel like, feel like that one is, um. It's simpler. It's simpler. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it is a website called thispersondoesnotexist.com. Hmm. And you go to it, and it will, every time you load the page, it will randomly serve you an image that is generated uh, by an AI based on, I assume, millions of other images. Yes. You get like a mugshot of a person. Yes. That doesn't exist. Right. And they're, almost all of them, even when even at second and third glance, are totally believable. Mm-hmm. A couple that I've seen were like, that dude's chin is like something's going on there like yeah there's like a cleft on the left center of the person yeah chin. i ran into one or two people like one one person that had a really weird eyebrow but yeah yeah, yeah. but but not many i mean no. tons and tons of these are completely believable and if if you imagine like a small sort of avatar size mm-hmm. there'd be no way to notice that like the ear kind of looks photoshopped a little <laughs> right because they're not like, they don't look at all like what you think of when you think of sort of lame, not even lame, but even halfway decent uh, like faces. Manipulated. 
oh, I was headshots of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, for, for sure that. I was going to say, like, video games where mm. they're trying to, you know, like a, a Counter-Strike or, like the- or Halo or something where, where, like, I don't think Halo shows faces, but, like, but uh, Counter-Strike or some okay. cutscene where there's an animation that's supposed to, and they're trying to go for, like, a realistic look, but really it, it's still not quite out of the uncanny valley. These are mm-hmm. not uncanny valley at all. No, they're no, not these... like oh, this weird plastic skin. What's this is obviously fake type of stuff. No, unless you, unless you sit and really scrutinize these, they look like photos. Right. Yeah. I mean, maybe if you zoom way in, you'd find like JPEG artifacts and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. you really have to be looking for it. And you know, I, I can't not mention deep fake videos, which is like the next phase of this which already right. exists but right. these photos you know uh well if you could make 60 of them a second <laughs> then what yep. do you have then you have a movie <laughs> you know and if you could tie it to a transcript of like whatever you wanted to say i'm thinking i'm just going to use them and generate a high school yearbook oh man i mean it, they're real they look real there's no yeah. there's no and and you know what happens with technology it just gets worse <laughs> right every time yeah so like very quickly you'd be able to have you know what was it ender's game when you had these sort of two fake fake um mm-hmm. philosopher slash politician you know republican democrat type people purposely fighting with each other not because they actually believed in their particular ideologies but because they wanted to polarize right ender's siblings yeah ender's two siblings wanted to polarize the i don't know population basically mm-hmm. and and then purposely let one of them win and then that person now has like millions of followers who believe in this ideology and it's like well, what do i want to do with my followers today right and you, right. it's just i'll eventually become leader of the free world <laughs> yeah so if you combine that with with you know russian bots or whatever trying to interfere with the u.s election it just mm-hmm. makes it that much harder to detect a completely fake construct. Right, because now they can put a face to it that looks totally real. Yeah. And believable. Like, yeah, believable. Right. They could have an Instagram feed. Like you don't like a yeah. bot doesn't typically have an Instagram feed. They have a Twitter feed. But you could you could imagine, you know, like boop 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 create me an Instagram feed for someone with these set, you know, like rolling up a D and D character. Mm-hmm. They roll up, you know, six or seven different traits. And boom, make me an Instagram feed of this person's glorious life. And like, boom, it, it, this already exists. They're already fake influencers on Instagram. And it's, they're not mm-hmm. trying to pretend they're real. Like they're fake. They're, they're, it's like, uh, what's, it's like transparent. Like, they're like, this is a, not a real person, but still, it's like an influencer. Right. Because they're, tra- they're, they're using the character to influence. Yeah. Like Matsuni, like, whatever yeah. her name was, the, that sort of, the hologram pop star, mm-hmm. um, same kind of thing. It's like virtual. You can, I think if you Google dear listener, if you Google virtual influencers on Instagram, you'll come up with like six that have m- like a million followers. It's That's uh, wild. Yeah. Right. And someone's controlling it. I mean, it's not like a mm-hmm. completely, I, I mean, you could imagine I, it probably is a small step to imagine an AI. Somebody just makes an eye and just like, eh, make me a bunch of like really popular influencers on Instagram. <laughs> And then just like run them for just to see what happens. See yeah, if anybody I starts mean, sending there's, us money. well, there's a lot of there's a lot of YouTube videos that are the same way now. They're just they're they're generated by algorithms that stitch together clips of the same video, the same like you know, say if you have a source of like maybe 500 short videos. This is there's a lot mm-hmm. of these on like the craft and cooking type channels where they'll have yeah five minute crafts and yeah five minute crafts and which trim, was trim at, and, at least at least for a week when I noticed it was the number one channel on YouTube for mm-hmm. maybe it still is, but I think YouTube is starting to crack down on them a little bit because they, they don't, they don't like the majority of their content is not new. Like they recycle bits and pieces from old videos and they're just, it's just the algorithm trying to find the best combination of videos to put together to get the most views. Hmm. And so there, you could see sort of a copyright thing happening there, but the other thing is like, well, who cares? So like there are these other ones that, Mm-hmm. Uh, got a bad rap a few years ago where they were really cartoony and they're almost like Scratch Jr. It's almost like somebody plugged uh, a, a, like a scraper into YouTube and plugged the other end into Scratch Jr. and it created these really bad Yeah, and then animations. it had the computerized, computerized voice. 
Yeah, it, like, it's like this is this is how we got MongoDB as web scale, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's basically the same, the same type of video, same concept, but it'd be like nursery rhymes, like Finger Family yeah. or Baby Shark or something. And you know, and people, I, you know, there were articles, everybody freaking out. It didn't really bother me. Like pretty, it seemed like everyone freaking out didn't have kids. I have kids. I was like, yeah, whatever. I, they're not bugging I, me. I don't. I don't. Under, I don't understand the freak out over it. I just thought it was bad quality content. Yeah, it's just not. Well, it's it's fine for a five year old, I guess. It's like, oh, right. they're poisoning your minds. Okay, so if mm. <laughs> you ever seen Gilligan's Island, that that's mind poison. Yeah. So hey, I watched a lot of Gilligan's Island as a kid. Yeah, me too. Every episode, every night. Yeah, I'd come over from school and watch Gilligan's Island. If have you seen it as an adult, it is awful. Terrible. I tried watching it a while back. I was like, this is terrible. Yeah, it's it's like a cartoon with it's like we don't want to pay for animators, so we're just gonna have like six people act like cartoons. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I yeah, will you say, know what else hasn't what else hasn't aged well is the Twilight Zone, and that was really disappointing. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. Well, at least we have Black Mirror. Yeah. But you know what has aged, um, ironically, so it, it, it's, I wouldn't say it aged well, but mm-hmm. it's still watchable in an ironic way or a sort of nostalgic way. <clears throat> What's that? So you're not going to believe this, but for some reason, Cooper was, we were, we were the last ones awake and he was like, I can't remember which one of us started it, but for some reason we started watching Cheers from the first episode. Oh, okay. And it is not bad it's not good <laughs> it's not good but he thinks it's hilarious mm-hmm. like he well i shouldn't say that he finds it extremely interesting okay and i laugh at it just because it's it, just because i'm the nostalgia factor. old yeah it's yeah. just nostalgia it's funny the outfits are yeah. hilarious like the you know early 80s like what they would wear and the jokes mm-hmm. are, the jokes he's like he's like what's that he's like what's that does this have a laugh track? <laughs> so I've never seen anything with a laugh track. Right. I think it was a live audience, but it does sound like a laugh track. Yeah. Uh, but he's never really seen a sitcom, you know? And he, he's just, I don't know, he's like totally sucked into it. He wants to keep watching it. It's, I don't Interesting. know. Yeah. It looks, it feels like watching a play. Yeah. It's so, anyway, funny. But anyway, not to get too now, far off I, track. I maintain that Frasier is still... Still one of the best shows ever. So. Wow, that's interesting. It it um, I re- did a rewatch of it not too long ago, and the fact that it's, the fact that it's now old did not bother me one bit. <laughs> I've never, I mean, I've seen maybe an episode or two of that in my entire life. Mm. It must have come out when I was living in a van. Uh, yeah, probably did. Yeah, it was after Cheers ended. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's the exact time because I remember the I remember the Cheers finale. I remember exactly where I was because I lived in Boston. Mm. Um. But we digress. Getting back to uh, the, this notion of computer-generated faces and audio and video, that was sort of the one half of the stories we came across. The other half of the stories we came across in the past are much week, more terrifying. Yeah. So let's. Yeah, and I'm interested in speculating because I want to play devil's advocate here for a sec. So uh, our favorite technology friend and good citizen, the Chinese government, <laughs> is. <laughs> Using DNA. Okay, check this out. Okay, let, let me let me just switch around this way. So let's say, okay. let's say you're a uh, police person in China, and you there's a crime scene. Someone's murdered. It's a gruesome crime scene. There's DNA mm. everywhere, and they have like the biggest DNA database in the world. Something like eighty million records of of uh, individual unique DNA. Um, I think that's the number eighty million, and you, t- you take your DNA samples and you run them through the DNA database and boom, the DNA DB and, and boom, nothing comes up. Yeah. Mm. 80, 80 million. They have 80 million in the data set. But you run the, your murderer is not one of them. Not one of them. So what do you do wow. next? Oh, I know. Let's get some scientists to take the DNA and using, uh, phenotypes, phenotyping, let's create an, uh, a sketch basically a police sketch of what the person probably looks like based on their DNA. It's like, let that sink in for a minute. So like, imagine you cut your finger and you, you know, or you drink, a you drink something, whatever you get DNA on some public object. Mm, You spill your DNA. (laughs) You spill your DNA. However, as one does and, uh, somebody finds it. Like, why would anyone want this? Who, you know, that's like, uh, but for the time being, just bear with the concept. Mm. 
and somebody takes the 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 spit and puts it in their CD drive <laughs> in their computer, <laughs> and it generates your face like out of nowhere. And of nowhere. course, it's not going to be a hundred percent accurate because it doesn't account for things like the fact that you spent the first twenty years of your life eating McDonald's cheeseburgers and slurping down chocolate milkshakes. How do you know? Or <laughs> huh? How do you know? <laughs> or the yeah, environmental like, things like environmental impact and right too many diet and lifestyle smoking. choices and all that right all that stuff but it, so in, here's the thing it's super racist of course yeah. because it's gonna do it's gonna it can because it can detect that stuff so it's gonna and that's what they're using it for is racial profiling well yes and i mean that's the i I don't even like that. It's a New York Times article and they're hammering on that point. And I'm sure that's probably true, but that's not even the thing that's freaking. I mean, yes, that's something to be nervous about, but that's just, that's them taking this sort of abstract scientific thing and trying to pull it into something that readers of the New York Times are going to be completely terrified of. Cause like, right. what if Hitler had this? Well, it worked on me. Yeah. No, I get, I get it. <laughs> but it's like, yeah. the thing that really scares me is like the stuff. We're not even predicting because mm -hmm. it's, it's like, well, not, not to say, I'm not trying to say this isn't scary, but the Chinese government's going to do that one way or another. Yeah. It like, that's kind of how I feel about it. Like the technology. Yeah, yeah. They're like, Just, it's going to happen. But the point is, so they, they get, here's, you know, the police, police person is at the crime scene and they get the DNA. They run it through the DNA DB, no hits. Then they run it through the like make a face application. And boop, now they've got a police sketch and it's not perfect. Like any police sketch wouldn't be perfect, right. but they can take that and run it through their facial database, which has something mm. like 8 billion records in it and look for matches right. there and then get some sort of suspect pool. And honestly, the thing that scares me the most about this, at least in law enforcement, which of course is the first place it's going to get used mm -hmm. is the false positives. Because it's like, oh, we've got this magic technology. And then, like, everybody that's ever written software is like, nah, it's not magic. Uh, and it's <laughs> right. definitely not perfect. Right. Um, I accidentally pushed some code to production that has an extra comma here, guys. You might not want to arrest this dude yet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you saw Brazil, right? Like, with Robert De Niro and, and like, the whole movie. Have you seen Actually, I haven't. <gasps> We're in a fight. I'm going to this weekend. That's <laughs> Wait, did you just unfriend me? <laughs> no, we're just in a fight. Okay. Which we can be resolved. It can be resolved by you watching it. Okay. So I, this, this is something I have not watched in 20 years. So so uh, forgive me if it also didn't age well, like Gilligan's yeah, Island. Well, you know, well, you know my my affection for bad movies. So yes, you're. It's either um, it's good. Like if you like okay. if you like stuff like like Minority Report and no no more like. Oh. Um, more like, I mean, it's basically a Monty Python joint. So if, oh, you, okay. if you like something like Baron Munchausen, like that weird dark or like Time Bandits. Okay, yeah. It has a Time Bandits feel to the way it was filmed. I think it's the same director. I'm trying, I'm scrambling to try and pull the name out of a hat, but uh, Terry Gilliam, I think it was. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. And, but it's a, it's a, it's a, I mean, it's borderline cliche, but at least of like a dystopian um, mm -hmm. technology run amok type of society where like no how have i not seen this oh it's so good it i just loved it, it it's kind of cliche but the, the but of course it's got tons of hilarious like english dark humor that makes it and and the lead has the best deadpan ever and it's i think i mean i i feel like this is probably something that i should just like own in my movie collection oh and yeah it's yeah this is strange that i do own. not i have a feeling you're, if you start to watch it you're gonna be like oh i have seen this I, uh, that might happen. Yeah. And the, the theme song is just gorgeous. It's wonderful. It's great. I, I love it. I probably would watch and be like, yeah, it's not as great as I remember, but it's absolutely worth watching. Mm -hmm. Anyway, the whole, well, this isn't a spoiler. It, the beginning starts with, it's a very bureaucratic type of situation. And there's just like, it's just these sort of steampunk computers everywhere. And like the ministry of truth and, you know, like mm -hmm. all this totally scary stuff. And, the movie starts off with a guy cre creating like, uh, there's like a fly flying around in this guy's office. You get this impossibly small cubicle. It's probably like five by five, but with 15 <laughs> foot high ceilings. <laughs> so it's like totally st like feel you're like you're at the bottom of a well. And <laughs> the guy's like working on this weird typewriter 
trying to, um, to, he's like typing up a warrant for the arrest of a guy whose name I think is Tuttle. And he's like, his mimeograph machine is going and it's like Tuttle, 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 Tuttle. And while that's running, there's a fly flying around, a big fly buzzing around and it's driving him crazy. And so he's standing up on his desk and he puts the chair on top of the desk and everything's teetering impossibly. It's like Dr. Seuss. And he swings for the fly and he misses it and he's almost falling. And he finally hits the fly and it falls down and hits the mimeograph machine. And there's like a stop motion where one of the pages says Buttle instead of Tuttle and with like a fly guts. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, cut to the next scene, uh, stormtroopers go and get the wrong guy. <laughs> because of the fly that a literal bug in the system a literal bug that yeah yeah and that's like that is exactly what this feels like to me like <laughs> this feels exactly like that where there's maybe like maybe maybe it gets to 95 percent accuracy and like wow isn't that great isn't that good enough but then you're like wait a minute how many people are in china a billion mm-hmm. 1.5 billion, 5% wrong, like 5% Still error. That's a lot. That's like, I can't do the math, but it's, it's too what? late for me to do this simple math, but Isn't that's that a lot. 5 million people? Something like that, yeah. You better have a big concentration camp. But I mean, but at the same time, though, they've already got your DNA, so like, you could clear yourself pretty easily with DNA. Well, these are, they oh, don't shoot you first. That is a very... Uh, optimistic way to look at it which i I know because once you do narrow down the the pool then you can be like okay all you people all right so let's let's think this through like screenwriters would so okay so you got you you've got this dna sample you run it through the dna to beat nobody comes up you generate a a face based on the phenotype you run it through your facial recognition recognition, you get 500 people yeah you take those 500 people and you're like you could say well, of these 500 people, how many are in the DNA database? Oh, mm-hmm. 400 of them. All right, so now we're down okay, to 100 so now we're down people. to 100. And then you could just round them up and get their DNA and be like, okay, it's it's this one. So, you you know, is there an argument that there would be no false positive? Like how, I, I'm sure there's, that DNA is not perfect. It's probably, it's better than fingerprinting, I guess, but. I think it's really, yeah, I mean, unless it was like your twin or a, some other incredibly close relative. I don't know. The whole thing know. is like, yeah, I, I mean, the whole, right, and yeah. It's, and it still like feels like a, maybe this doesn't matter so much, or it doesn't um, seem like it's so much in China, but it, it still seems like a huge like violation of like privacy and body autonomy and that sort of thing. Yeah, so let's even go if down it that. Did, even if the false that. positive, even if you did clear yourself from the false positive. Right, so yeah, because that's the thing. I'm trying to look for, I'm, I'm trying to look for like the stuff that, because the, the thing that already always kind of irritates me about like the the people who people who don't care about privacy are like, well, if you're not doing anything wrong, then what difference does it make? And it and still doesn't give you a right to my DNA. Okay, so, but so why not? It's mine. You can't have it. Well, there are lots of things that you give up to be part of a civilization or part of a society, right? Like you're not allowed to get a fire in a crowded theater. That's right, illegal. but I don't give up my stuff. DNA is my stuff. So, okay, so it's a... Okay, that's... All right, I can deal with that. So that's like uh That's like um private property be like, thing. Yeah, yeah, it's private property. So that's good. Because here's what... Because I, I agree with you, uh, but I'm being, I'm being devil's advocate to come up with arguments for... So that's a good argument because typically a conservative... And I'm not even going to say Republican because what even is that anymore... Right. A conservative would typically be all about law and order, but also all about private property. Yeah. And there's. So if you want the devil's advocate argument to this, uh you leave your DNA everywhere. It's no different than someone taking a picture of you in public. Yeah, you left it. You left it behind. Mm -hmm. So it's your fault. Stop leaving your DNA around. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like stop shedding those skin cells. Right. So if I. If I take my garbage out to the curb, uh, I mean, I think, I don't know legally what the reality is, but certainly, certainly if I can... throw my junk in a dumpster at work mm-hmm. and someone goes through to pick out like the soda cans. Right. Like I know I people dumpster dive, but I don't them. think, I think technically I don't think it's legal to. But not because they're stealing know. from me. Right. 
Like, I, I don't think I can press charges on someone who steals garbage out of a dumpster that, that I put you threw there. away. Yeah. So if you I'm might like, have a better chance if it's on your curb, but even then, mm. like, like the first three to six feet of your yard, depending on your local laws and size of the street, is technically not your property. It's right, right. away that belongs to the Correct. city or. Yeah. So, side quick. Quick side, is this just going to be a, a yes-no vote? Okay. Is it cool or not cool for someone who's walking their dog and has picked up the dog poop in a bag to throw it in your garbage can that is out by the street? Um, Your garbage can? Right. Not cool. So, not cool, right? Not cool. Not cool at all. I agree. I don't want your dog's poop in my garbage can. All right, we've got that settled. So... You, um, you, uh, you have a person who's doing this, or...? It's very common in my neighborhood. I live in, okay. I live in like a, like a, well, you've been in my house, but f- yeah. for people who haven't been, <laughs> you know, it's in the city, the house, there's like lots of, mm-hmm. on, on garbage Eve, which is Sunday night, there is a lot of, uh, you know, garbage cans out and there are yeah. tons of people walking their dogs and it's like a city situation. So the social norm in my area is that you pick up the poop in a little bag and you carry it around like a human being. And 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 people just dump it in the nearest trash can the next trash can they walk by which would be normal for like a park trash can Mm -hmm. but my personal garbage can i don't want your dog's poop in it why because the bag can break and get poop in my garbage can which i occasionally clean Mm -hmm. but somehow my garbage is cleaner than somebody else's garbage i even put my own dog's (laughs) poop in it but I don't know. Sorry. But still. <laughs> I don't mean to derail things. Like, what can we do with the dog it's DNA late. is the question. <laughs> right, right. Can I generate a human face from dog DNA? Because I've can got plenty of dog, dog DNA. From, can you generate a dog face? Uh, that's an interesting my, um, question. My um, my dog got out today. Mm-hmm. And he ran around for about three and a half hours before he came home. Mm-hmm. And um, just like, you know, if that dog got up to any mischief while he was out. And... <laughs> And they collect dog DNA and they make it, you know, they generate his face. And it's like, oh, Bust. that's your dog. <laughs> <laughs> We've got a DNA from a dog that looks just like this. Just well, so now, like yours. Oh, wait a second. This reminds me. This we is ha- so funny because I want to get a DNA test on my dog so bad. Can you I do just like have a, can you, here's some, here's something. You can funny. do it. Yeah. I just oh. haven't like convinced myself that it's worth spending the 190 bucks to oh, do it. Oh, I yet. see. I, I was, th- I was thinking it'd be a fun trick to play on 23andMe to put dog's bit in the test tube and just see what they say. I'd probably just come up as unprocessed as a symbol. But uh, yeah, Embark is the, is one of the companies that does it for dogs. Embark. That's funny. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Uh, ooh. Um, um, black market plastic surgery. Right. So, like, I'm I'm thinking, like, what? Yeah. Now we do get into the Minority Report stuff. Mm-hmm. It's like, how? Like, does a market crop up that is kind of like the equivalent of the tinfoil hat wallet, where it was like, you don't want people scanning your credit cards right out of your pocket on the subway. You need RFID blocking wallets. Yeah. Exactly. And you know, like, do does does a market crop up that? For hats that screw up Oh, that already exists. That, that exists okay. already. I'm sure it does. Celebrities have those. But the, the um, there's jewelry that messes up the, not a film camera, but who uses a film camera. But it messes right. up this, it has like an infrared thing that phone cameras can see, but humans can't. Mm-hmm. That prevents, uh, that messes up the picture, basically. No, nice. uh, which is hilarious. And then I, there's a whole bunch of people who do this thing, and it was probably just an art project. I've never actually seen this in the wild, but they do their hair and makeup in a way that's um, pixelated, almost mm. like pixel camo. Okay. Yeah, but there's yeah, there's like these baseball hats that have like an infrared, invisible infrared light that uh, will mess up photos. But then you have to wear a baseball cap, so it's not worth it. Right. <laughs> but imagine like lip gloss that, you know, prevents your, it mm-hmm. ruins your DNA, that poisons your DNA. They're, you on they're recently on a seemingly, but apparently not entirely unrelated note. Uh, recently, there was a new drug uh, FDA approved for treating cystic fibrosis. <laughs> and it is, I don't know all the details, but I do know that it is, it is a genetic modifier. It's mm-hmm. not like we're treating a symptom. 
it's the drug is is um modifying damaged um or malfunctioning genes and this is introduced after the person is diagnosed yeah is the diagnosis from their dna or they're showing like i think they i think they like the like you have the cystic fibrosis diagnosis and they'll do like a genetic test to see if the specific cause of yours can be treated by this medication Mm. and which of course i believe it targets the most common type of cystic fibrosis right yeah and on the the sort of hierarchy of privacy if you have cystic fibrosis you can be like yeah take my privacy like go ahead you can you can have my dna if you can fix my lungs right exactly Mm, that's interesting but so now here's the other thing about leaving your dna all over the place would you stop doing Mm -hmm. that kelly jeez it's gross sorry um, didn't we watch a video? We talked about it. I remember it was Adam from uh, Mythbusters mm-hmm. who had a, had a guy on his podcast who was talking about DNA sequencing. And, yeah. And it took us a while because he didn't really explain this. He just casually mentioned it describing something else. But your body is full of all sorts of organisms and they all Things have that DNA. Aren't, yeah. It's full of all kinds of, your body is full of all kinds of stuff that doesn't, that doesn't have human DNA. Right. So if you like, like leave some spit on a beer bottle in the bar, it's so nasty. But it's not all human. Right. And and there've been thrillers like, yeah, exactly. There've been, there've been thrillers that, uh, at least movies I've seen where people like, you know, take a fingerprint, you know, the, the waiter is actually a spy and, and mm-hmm. wants you to hold the glass to get your fingerprint. And then they're going to make a rubber finger so they can log into the secure facility with this rubber finger. And right. uh, it's the same kind of concept. But with DNA, it's like, well, yeah, like what about the non-human DNA? I guess it's probably, I, that must be so straightforward that nobody even mentions it. Where it's like, oh, yeah, there's like, it's teeming with DNA. Like every, every tier that you drop on a table is mm-hmm. teeming with DNA, but it's it's trivial to figure out which part is from the human, right? And which part is from other stuff. So now, I used- I, now I am putting together a, like a plot where like you've got more than one human's DNA on you or in you or on your hand or whatever. Like mm-hmm. I just got out of karate class. I'm probably crawling with DNA from with 30 other people's people. DNA. Yeah, yeah. I was literally wiping up blood, <laughs> not mine. So <laughs> there's that. Mm, so imagine that, a yes. crime scene with like DNA all over the place. There must be like seventeen. Okay, all right. So so here's a, here's a terrible plot okay. idea. Um, you know, if it's easy to pick up DNA from anybody anywhere, more or less. I mean, you, if you can get it in somebody's house, forget it. Yeah. And then plant it at a crime scene. Like, how easy mm-hmm. would it be to frame somebody? Like, pretty easy. Yeah, except for the fact that you're potentially leaving behind more of yours than you're planting. Well, like I said, we've got lip gloss for that. Oh, there you go. I <laughs> forgot. I forgot. There's a, there's a lip gloss for that. Yeah, I suppose it would be kind of noticeable to see someone uh, on the scene in like a hazmat suit with mm-hmm. a eyedropper. <laughs> <laughs> hazmat suit and a kitchen sponge. <laughs> Gross. Sponges are the grossest. The Imagine grossest. the DNA in them. And, and what do you do with it? You wipe your dishes clean. Ugh. Well, I don't. I don't use sponges because ew. Uh, I don't know. Like I just, I just pretend they're magic, and somehow there, there's magic material. Yeah, like I think you can freeze them or you can microwave them. I don't trust freezing. Microwaving, I would trust more. Yeah. But you Ugh. can also just throw them out and buy a new one. I do a lot of that. Yeah. Ew. Ew. What? <laughs> uh, you know, like, you, you see those... I think this, this the grossest thing, though, is in, in an entire house is the cell phone. Like, way grosser than a toilet. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're looking for germs. I tell you, my my cell phone's pretty crusty right now. Yeah. <laughs> it it needs some serious cleaning. Mm. Because it's been, a, it's been a crazy week, and there's been a lot of things happening. Thanksgiving, and... gravy... Thanksgiving, there's Mashed been gravy, potatoes. there's been snot, there's been other people's dogs, there's been other people's kids. Yeah, yeah, we got home from karate and I spent, I spent you know, we, we've got an older dog, a dog mm-hmm. in, the, in the dog's twilight years. So we spent, you know, an hour cleaning up poop and pee from just like mm-hmm. tracked around. It's just like, oh my God. Like at oh, a certain my, Yeah, mine had like the stomach virus. Yeah. 
and it was just like leaking all over the house. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's great. It's great. Mm. Talk about a crime scene. That was criminal. Oh God. Dog should be in jail. The, the smell alone was enough to murder. Yeah. Yeah. I walk in. I walk up to the back door and open it, and Erica's on the inside, and she's like, "Did Marco pee before?" And I'm like, yeah, she did last night. But I, she's like, did you clean it up? And I'm like, yeah. And so she's like, well, and so I step, I step in the door and like the hit, the smell. Like, hit it me, like, just hits you. I was yeah. like, oh no, that's not from yeah. last night. No. <laughs> that's, that's fresh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Ugh, poor it's dog. Like, oh, what died in our living room? Oh, it's so gross. At least it was after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Ugh, anyway, so we're all doomed. Like privacy, stop like, leaving your DNA around. Yeah, I feel like that. I do want like products to like, even if they don't work. Just like if it feels like you could imagine a HSN, like a, you know, <laughs> like whatever. Just bleach, right? Home shopping network. Uh, just like yeah, right. Like what? There's going to be a whole maybe first a black market and then like an actual market of like oh no, they'll be illegal. Of course, mm. it has to be black market. Anything that would prevent you from leaving your DNA around is clearly illegal. Because what are you trying to hide? I don't think that's actually possible. I don't think there's any way you could, you could effectively do it. I I'm, I'm I'm really curious now. Like, if everybody's leaving DNA around all the time, isn't is it just like isn't every surface lousy with DNA, and there'd just be no way to differentiate? It'd be like trying to. I mean, like imagine a subway station. Like, oh god. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, it, it's like I don't even want to think about it. I'm also confused. I, I I shouldn't say confused. I'm just like ignorant about the difference between like germs and DNA and like what what has your DNA? Does like everything have your DNA in it? Like your hair, and, like your and like like any of your human cells. So if like dandruff falls off me, mm-hmm. that's yeah. I mean, you need if, yeah. if that's true. Like it's not like bodily fluids. It's like anything. Any 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 human cell, even your now, hair. Now I believe the length of time that that DNA is viable for varies based on whether it's oh is that true a it has dead to be skin alive? cell or a bodily fluid or something like that. It must degrade. You're right. I mean, it could rot, but I was certainly never under the impression that it needed to be living. I don't feel like is DNA. I no, mean, it's a part it of a cell, but it's. Acid. It doesn't need to be living, but I know it has a, a a a time span during which it's viable for analysis and testing. And I feel like that may be different depending on the type of cell that it came from. Seems but reasonable. But I could be completely wrong. So okay, so if this if if the Chinese government has eighty million records in their DNA data set, does that mean they have eighty million DNA s- samples still, like frozen? Do you think, or is it I just doubt it? Processed? I'd say they're disposed of once they're. One, sequenced? Yeah, one would hope. And, and then it's just sequ- the sequencing data. Mm-hmm. But I'll bet you... I mean, because like, like, what if sequencing gets better? You would still want to have the original sample. I'll bet you they haven't frozen. You? And you, nah, I doubt it. I doubt it. It's just fun to picture that facility. <laughs> like, here's an old shoe. There's an empty Coke can. Oh, yeah, there's like, a toothbrush. Yeah, like Warehouse here's 13. A, yeah. But, but for like... <laughs> Like DNA sense. <laughs> yeah, like poorly stored, right? So like not like this <laughs> not like this sci-fi like like test tubes as it's far not like as a the giant, eye can see. It's not like walking into a giant vending machine where everything's in its own glass case. Yeah, yeah. And there's like there's like cryogenic smoke floating around and, no, and we're, like we're everything's talking, perfectly We're totally talking warehouse thirteen. Yeah, exactly. It looks like a gigantic convenience store. And mm-hmm. it just stuff's like falling off the shelves and <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. So this is more like Brazil. So like when you see Brazil, it's more like that. It's the yeah. So it's opposite. like the metal IKEA shelves. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's like a rat chewing on a, an old right. Looks like finger. a like a twenty year old cardboard dusty cardboard box with like a collection <laughs> of like a, there's like a flashlight and a cap and somebody's shoe and yeah, it's basically my like garage. A, yeah. <laughs> it's like squirrels everywhere. <laughs> That's no problem. Let me just run it through the... And the guy puts up his fingers. Air quote, database. We'll put it through the DNA database that we're maintaining. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, 
Uh, that's another good uh, show for you, dear listener. Warehouse 13 was thoroughly entertaining. It was. It was It was, it was thoroughly entertaining. Yes. Too short. Better than I expected it to be. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. So we're doomed. Like, we're already living. Like, this is... This is... I mean, Cory Doctor. We should search around and see what Cory Doctor is saying about this, because this is so up his alley. Mm-hmm. I'm curious. I mean, there's. I, I don't know what there is to say about it other than freaking out. I, well, here's what the, here's other than ah. <laughs> yeah, and the 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 sort of action item that the journalist is trying to incent in the article is um, is is. Uh, the, it, there was a great quote where he said, the, "At a certain point." Uh, complacency turns into complicity Mm -hmm. and he's kind of, well, it was, it was someone who was interviewing Dr. Munsterhelm said, there's a kind of culture of complacency in the scientific community that has now given way to complicity. And it's kind of like the argument is it's kind of like a scientist. Could you pay attention to what you're doing here and Mm -hmm. maybe not invent this stuff in the first place? Yeah. The, the ethical argument of, Right. Is this something we should be doing? Yeah. And this kind of, because the two big scary things really are, potentially, I mean, it's like a little bit chicken little but it does kind of seem like it's happening. And the, the two things we're talking about, AI and um, biotech. And like mm-hmm. when AI and biotech, the unholy marriage of AI and biotech <laughs> doesn't seem like, I mean, can that, possibly work out for the benefit of humanity i guess medical advances i guess yeah yeah it's almost like those are the i mean two. i guarantee you and there was probably ai used in the development of that cystic fibrosis drug mm-hmm. you know yeah there are a bunch of medical applications of ai that have made yeah. news so it's like those it's like those are the two sides of the seesaw it's like well do you want to cure for cancer okay well i guess you're gonna have to have concentration camps sorry <laughs> it's just like where do you draw the line is that the trade-off is that what we're looking at yeah Ugh. it's like the the like the lesser two wheels there it's tough to call it is yeah and i've i mean obviously the best way to deal with that is to deal with the people that want to create and maintain those concentration camps and not say oh we shouldn't do the ai ai thing yeah the argument is like well but, fire can keep you warm or it can burn on your house it's like yeah it's just a agnostic technology and like is it when it comes to ai is it is that just an agnostic technology is that really the same thing fire is pretty agnostic ai is based on human data sets that are already demonstrably flawed and biased mm. so even though it's not programmed by a particular person to go through a series of like a decision tree the way an old school software program would work it's still heavily color colored by like it, it can have biases in its learning yeah it almost has to because yeah. someone picked the data set and the data set is not complete the data set is going to be skewed it's like it's like um phone polls like political phone polls it's like who's mm-hmm. answering those right a particular kind of person is answering those. Not the average, like not not a broad swath of the population is answering those. Like anybody who's busy is automatically not answering those. So you're not <laughs> right. getting the information from busy people who care about politics. Right. Okay. If, like if, if you're not calling to survey me from a number that's on my contact list, you're not talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, do I have to set that? Like, I, is there? A, can you put a? You have an Android phone, right? Mm-hmm. Can you whitelist phone numbers? Rather than blacklisting all of the, just like well, you can't like, blacklist now because they just rotate their phone numbers every fifteen minutes. Yeah, so and they're all local area codes. You know, I don't know. Our well, back when we had a landline phone, um, they offered this service called Call Acceptance, mm-hmm. and when you turned it on, the only calls that the only people that could call you were like the twelve or so that you could specify numbers that you could specify. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I want. Yeah, it's probably same. a feature. Because the because when because the phone the phone call feature of of your phone has heightened permissions, so mm-hmm. like you're you know you're driving down the road listening to your tunes streaming you know through she who must not be named from Pandora or Amazon Music or whatever, and a and telemarketer calls not a telemarketer fourteen telemarketers call you in a row. Mm-hmm. Pause the song. 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 It just doesn't stop. 
and like, you can't like, shut and then, it off. And then you're like, can I uninstall the phone app from my phone? Exa- yeah, you're reading my mind. Like, I want this thing off. No one yeah. I care about calls me. <laughs> Literally no one. Yeah. Yeah, like, eh, one person. <laughs> yeah. Maybe two. Right. Which you could fix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Almost certainly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And um, but the thing that annoys me now is like, even when I block a number, like if I block a number, it won't ring, but it'll still go to voicemail. <laughs> so then I'll get this voicemail message that I, it's, 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 it's always like five seconds of silence, but it's a thing I have to deal with. Right. Yeah. You have this unread notification. It's not, yeah. you have to go and check them because maybe someone you care about left your uh, message mm-hmm. and they're all local area codes. So you're like, oh, maybe that's. So somebody got a new phone. That I know. Yeah, and it's like can, yeah, it? like I get a I get a text message on Thanksgiving wishing me Happy Thanksgiving, you know, from like a number act the person act that was the, like a person that acted like they knew me. Yeah, that's how they get you. Yeah. Uh. <sighs> Boy, this has gone all kinds of directions. Yeah. Well, that's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> midnight waffle. The land of midnight waffle. <laughs> Uh, cool. well, don't I, don't leave your DNA on those waffles. <laughs> gross. Oh. You gonna eat that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You done with that DNA? Yeah, well, I meant the waffle. But oh, oh, I'm never done. The, I'm never done with the waffle. Never done with the waffle. Oh, man, All right, I'll stop calling you into submission, dear listener. Yeah. Well, it's, this is what happens when we spend like two weeks off, mm-hmm. or however long it's been, probably more. We actually, the, we actually recorded an episode that I never released. I just started to say, but I think we've got one that. Yeah, it's that in the can. Recorded. It's the lost episode. Yeah. So if you if you really want, it's only hear our it. second lost. It's only our second lost episode. Do we have another but, one? Um, I'm sure. Yeah, um, makes sense. We do. It's been deleted because you were a little too intoxicated. That happens. You you spent <laughs> a lot of time talking about your butt. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of time. As one does. <laughs> Well, I mean, after this black belt candidate training, it is made out of stainless steel. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure, yes. You can crush crush cans. <laughs> Crack a walnut. <laughs> yeah. And on that note, before we have to delete this episode, too. Um, okay. Well, that's it for this time. Uh, this has been Jonathan Stark and... Kelly Shaver. Reporting live from Terrifying Robot Dog Central... We hope you join us again next time. Bye. Bye.